prayer that Paul prayed um, that the whole churches in Nigeria used to close their service. May the, the, let's go one to go. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you forevermore. Amen. Let's do one more time. I need energy. One to go. All right, all my life, I, am, I had this prayer, you know, all my life. This is what they used to close every service, close every meeting, close every distinct. So, of course, after a while, it wasn't registering again. They just mumbled it mindlessly, you know. But as I began to grow in things of God, I discovered that this was a very, actually, a very important prayer. You know, this is our text for this month. It's a very important prayer, and it was a prayer Paul prayed uh, at the end of a letter. You know, every, every ending, last, last words are always important, like we said. If you have watched Nollywood movie or Kung Fu movie, you know the power of last words. When the Shifu is about to die, the bad people have come and broken his temple, and they want to kill him. They've already killed him, and his blood is coming out of his mouth. He's coughing blood, and he's about to die. And his apprentice will now come and say, Master, Master, don't die. Master will now say, it's too late. I will die. He will now give him the final words. Uh, when you live here, go and fight Chang Chong Lei. And his weak point is his ear. If you touch his ear, you will defeat him. Final words. So this was Paul giving final words to the Corinthian church. He wrote them two letters. This was the second letter. This were the final words. From verse 11, he said, finally. So after all the things I've shared with you, finally. Brothers and sisters, do this, do that, do that. Then he got to verse 14. The last verse, he said, how will I end it? He said, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and what? The love of God and what? Fellowship of the Holy Spirit. He said, he said the important things about the Godhead, the three persons of the Godhead. He said, when it comes to Jesus, what you need to know and focus on is the grace of our, of our Lord Jesus. When it comes to God, what you need to know and focus on is the love of God. He said, but when it comes to the Holy Spirit, what you need to know and focus on is what? The fellowship. That word fellowship in the original Greek is what is called koinonia. So that's why we, the series is titled koinonia. It is, means fellowship. It means sharing fellowship with someone. It means having close, intimate interaction with someone. The way like you will have a very close friend and you guys sit down together, you eat together, you gist together, you know, you go out together. Close friendship, koinonia. Now, I've said before that, you know, we, we, we as Christians, I don't believe we have fully tapped in into the power of koinonia. We have not. Because if you see the effects of koinonia, if you see the power of koinonia, I asked them a question in the first service. How many of you here would like to see Jesus in person? How many people here would like to see Jesus in person? Okay, just a few people. Wow. Nassina has food in service. Just a few people don't see Jesus. Just a few don't see Jesus. How many people would like to see Jesus physically? You would like to see that person called Jesus. You'd like to meet him. That would be awesome. Imagine how it felt for the guys that met Jesus. I mean, and everywhere he went to crowd followed Jesus. Because everybody knew that following him, there's no dull moment. Something will happen. And this guy was the coolest. Following Jesus, it was, it was amazing. But you know what? It's like me telling you now, if I tell you that this church has three services and Jesus himself is preaching in the third service, guess which service will be more full? Which service will be more full? Third service. 
Because everybody wants to hear Jesus. If I tell you that Jesus is at my two, that we have two branches, there's one my two, there's one here, and Jesus is the one that is preaching in my two branch. Which branch will you be at that Sunday? My two branch, Jesus himself. Not that he's sending it, but he's going to be here himself. So, Jesus was so amazing, always solved problems, always helped people, always had the right answer, you know, and, and, and the disciples enjoyed, they enjoyed that life. That's why when he himself said he wants to die, Peter told him you will not die in Jesus' name. Because they, were, they loved having him around. But do you know what Jesus himself said in John chapter 14, chapter 16? Jesus himself said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is what? Expedient. That is for you that I do what? I go away. If I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. Jesus is saying, look, it's better for you that I go. So that the comforter will come. Why? Because if I stay here, I'm only going to be in one place at a time. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That means there's something better than Jesus' personal presence on the earth. It's called the Holy Spirit. It's actually better than Jesus' physical presence. Because if Jesus' physical presence was, was all we had, it means that if he's in New York today, he will not be in Nigeria today. If he's in Calabar today, he will not be in Lagos today. Are you getting what I'm saying? If he's in one wedding this Saturday, it means he will be in no other wedding. And people will be dragging to put on their IV, Jesus attending. If you put that on your wedding IV, you know what will happen? Because people will know that they are going to multiply something in that place today. People will carry drums, knowing Nigerians, will carry empty drums. Buy your original water turn to wine here. Because they will take from the, because it doesn't finish, they will pack it and go and be selling it, original one. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? If Jesus was at one wedding this Saturday, it would be like nobody else attended other weddings. Am I correct? It's only the bride and groom that were attending those other weddings because everybody would go to Jesus' wedding. And all the blogs, all the news stations would carry it. All the blogs. We say Jesus was so super wedding. It would be on Bella Niger, it would be on Easter blog, it would be on all the blogs. And the other people, nobody would even attend to them. So Jesus Christ said, There's something better than my physical presence on the earth. It's called the Holy Spirit. Him being around is better than me being around. So there's something actually better than us having a physical Jesus. If Jesus was around physically, he would probably still live in Israel. It means we'll all have to go to Israel to see him. And even if we go, he might not have time to see all of us. Because he was a normal man at that time. He needed to sleep. Remember he was at the boat. He was at the boat. He was sleeping. They had to wake him up. So, what if they were traveling or on that group of people were traveling and there was a storm also and there was no Jesus on their own boat? They would die. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. So as powerful as Jesus being here would have been, he himself said, it's expedient that I go away. There's something better than me being here physically. It's called the Holy Spirit being here. And that is what we have not tapped into. How can we have something better than Jesus being here, and we are not having a better life than when Jesus was here. Are you getting what I'm saying? We should be having a better experience of God, a better experience of life than when Jesus was here. 
by having the Holy Spirit. Because the benefit now of having the Holy Spirit simply means now everybody has their own personal Jesus. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? It's like you have your own word, personal Jesus. That word there, did you give me? He said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's expedient that I go away. Because if I go not away, the who? The comforter. That word comforter there is parakletos. It means somebody called alongside to help. Give me amplified version. It says, but I tell you the truth. He said, it is advantage, it's to your advantage that I go away. Come on, somebody say advantage. Just say it's to your advantage that I go away. Can you imagine? For if I do not, go, I mean, at that time, man, please help me picture what will be going on in those people's mind. As in Jesus physically here saying, it's better for you that I go. We'll say, bros, stay. Leave that thing. Whatever that better is, we don't even want. Because you, you are here, you are raising people that are dead. You are turning water to wine. You are multiplying bread when there's no bread. And you say there's something better than that. No. That's the way they better, eh? We don't even want. Somebody get what I'm saying? We are not greedy. We don't want something better. We want this one that you are here. That if we are in storm, we we'll wake you up. Somebody, somebody get what I'm saying? That if bread finish, we will call you. That if somebody die. They will know us as burial ceremony counselors. Now, we they cancel burial ceremony now. When Jesus just, they go like this. Anywhere we enter, we the, the bragging right of those guys. Nobody be the Jesus, but then they go brag fast. Is anybody dead here? Anybody don't die here? Reach our customer care service. Let us know if you're dead, if you are, somebody's dead. Because I shared in the first service. There was, there was somebody that was going to, they were going to bury. Jesus was passing by. They met. And Jesus just raised the guy. Do you understand? I, I, I know, I, I can imagine how disappointed those people that dance. You know those people that dance in coffee? Because they don't plan out their dance and their routine. They carry the dead body. Jesus interrupt the whole ceremony. Even the person who get coffee now, they go return in coffee. Get away, they don't pay to cook. They go, we are not burying again. They said there was, a, there was a widow that they were carrying the dead body. Did you bring that scripture? They were carrying the dead body, and Jesus, look at it. He said, uh, 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 now it happened after that day that he went into a city called Nine, and many of his disciples went with him. And what? I told you, a large cat follows him. He's a cool guy. Everybody follows him. He said, and when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out. He was going his own way. At the gate of the city, the dead man was being carried out. The only son of, him, of his mother. And she was what? A widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. So a large crowd was with the dead body. A large crowd was with Jesus. They now had an accident. Imagine the traffic. One way. Large crowd, large crowd. See what happened. He said, when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Next verse. He says, so he was, so, I mean, then he came and did what? Touched the open coffin. And those who carried it did what? Stood still. And he said to him, young man, I like the way Jesus speaks to dead people. You know why? Because he's a spirit. And you know every human being is a spirit. So you might be physically dead, but your spirit is still alive. He spoke to the guy in the spirit. He said, young man. The young man did somewhere else. 
He wasn't physically there. He wasn't there. He was dead. He said, young man, from there, the guy said, sir. He said, I say to you, arise. Belia. The large crowd that was following the woman had to disperse. Do you notice that more people respond to you when you are in crisis than when you are celebrating? Check it. Post something that you succeeded in something. You see three people comment. Thank you. Congratulations. Post that. Hey, RIP. You hear 10,000 people say, oh, sorry, sorry. Why are we negative? I know why, but I think we need to stop being negative. A large crowd followed this woman to go and bury. I'm sure they were all disappointed because bury even John, I mean, Lazarus, that was dead four days, they still call him back. So I'm telling you how great it was to have Jesus here. There was always a crowd following him because they didn't know what I was going to do next. This guy, if he, if he multiply cow now, we don't even know. Where could they go? I want to experience what they, they follow him. And he was telling them that eh, as great as it is for me to be here with you guys, eh, there's something better. There's something better than that. And if I don't go, that thing will happen. And that thing is for the Holy Spirit to be here. Ah. They say, Jesus, eh? Don't worry. Leave the Holy Spirit. You stay. Let's see the amplified version. Say, but I tell you, it's, it's of advantage to you that I go away. For I, if I not go away, the helper, after the helper means paracletos, is, they now broke it down, some of the things. Not all the things, some of the things it does. It says it's a comforter. If you are always, if you are battling depression, you need to check who you are fellowshipping with. Because the Bible shows us here that when we fellowship with the Spirit, He comforts us. The problems of this world is not something you handle by yourself. You need the comforter to help you go through. It says the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor. He's the one that helps us pray. Your prayer points will be off key if you don't pray by the Holy Spirit. Are you here, somebody? Intercessor. Counselor. Counselor. He means he's an expert in every field. He can give you advice. He says, strength now. Are you here, somebody? There are some days you don't feel like going on. Who has those days they don't feel like going on? There's no day you don't feel like going on. You don't feel like going to work. You don't feel like going to church. You don't feel like going anywhere. You don't feel like living life. You don't want to do anything that day. You don't want to bath. You don't want to brush. You don't want to eat. You don't want to... Does it happen to anybody here? He says the strengthener. He says the standby. He said he will not come. But if I go, I will send him to you to be what? I can't hear you guys. To be what? Close fellowship. What it means is that when the Holy Spirit is here, we all have our own personal Jesus. I mean, that is such a big deal. Now, I don't have to go to Calabar to see Jesus. I have Jesus in form of the Holy Spirit all the time. Hallelujah. Paracletos, that word comforter that they use there, is paracletos, the Greek word. It means somebody called alongside to help. So please come. Your hairstyle, though. It means somebody called alongside. That's why they called him standby. What they mean now is that you have your own Jesus all the time. This means 
If there's anything dead in your life, it doesn't have to remain dead. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Because Jesus is here to do what? Raise the dead. If there's anything that has finished in your life, it doesn't have to finish. If the wine is running dry, they say Jesus can turn water to wine. If the bread is finished, they say he's the bread of life. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? You have your own personal Jesus. All the time. I mean, do you know how much companies pay to consult an expert? Do you know how much people charge to give advice? Do you know how much people charge for master classes? Say, join my master class. $10,000. Do you know that there are people that to have dinner with them, some very wise people, you pay $10,000 to have dinner with them. And what are they going to do? They might not tell you anything important. So we're going through this in our company. Yes, everybody goes through it. Thank you. It's, my, it's your chicken. They are paying $10,000 to consult somebody. But you have an expert in every field. Always with you. Your personal Jesus. You don't have to go to New York to see him. You don't have to go to Israel to see him. He's here all the time. One called alongside. That means you have on standby an expert in every field. The Holy Spirit knows every area. Oh, man. As in every word. He can answer questions in every area. Way better than Google Maps. Way better than GPS. Google Maps can only tell you how the route is now. It can't tell you how it will be. Oh, are you getting what I'm saying? GPS can tell you the fastest route. It can't tell you the best route. Oh, I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. You know some fastest routes are the fastest route to your accident. Oh, you don't know. See, there are three routes. Do you want the fastest route? Say yes. You are going to have accident there. It's the Holy Ghost that knows that that might be the fastest route, but it's not the best route. Ay, 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 ay. Google Maps can tell you that it will take 20 minutes. That's based on to now. Inside 10 minutes, in that 20 minutes, that whole thing can change. We were coming today now. The guy that was driving said, we're in Pastor Mainland and all that. The guy that was driving said, that's the shortest route until we got to show the bridge. There was a major accident there. Google Maps didn't see the accident. It happened after we had left home. Major accident trailer. So there was traffic. I was even surprised we were able to make service because the way the traffic looked, it didn't look like we were going. Sunday morning, I mean, how does Google Map know there can be traffic on Sunday morning? Does Google Map factor in thoughts in my two? Does Google Map know about trailer in a papa? He doesn't know that. He doesn't know one mad trailer driver, one, can smoke something and block the road. When is your turn? You are the last person to cross. Has it happened to somebody here before? The road was good until you, you, your turn. Google Map can't know that. But guess who knows that? The Holy Spirit. He knows what was. He knows what is. And he knows what is to come. Somebody get in this. It's your personal expert. 
in every field. He's a nutritionalist. He can tell you what to eat and what not to eat. He's a biologist. He's a psychologist. He's a sexologist for those that are married. Say, my husband, we're not enjoying sex in my marriage. Talk to the sexologist. He's there with you all the time. Are you here, somebody? He's a business analyst. He knows how to make business move. He's a business developer. He's an influencer. Are you here, somebody? One called alongside to help. Your own personal Jesus. But the challenge is that because we don't see him physically, we don't fellowship with him. You can sit down, Jesus. Clap for my Jesus. My own personal Jesus. Are you here, somebody? Hmm. Because we don't see him physically, we don't fellowship with him. And the truth is that as Africans, we have built that breakthrough Christianity mindset, that need or problem-based Christianity. Our Christianity is largely problem-based. So the programs that people like are problem-based programs. 72 days breakthrough prayer. What of three days fellowship prayer? If you do three days fellowship prayer, you will break through for the next few years of your life. We are always in a problem mode. And what we fail to realize is that the reason why you are in a problem mode is because you are not fellowshipping. So you are running into the problem first to not find the solution. If you walk with the Holy Spirit, you won't even run into the problem. I've told you the whole idea of Christianity is to reconcile fellowship between man and God. That's the whole point. It's not to solve problems. If because, why? Because if the fellowship is intact, you won't even have the problems. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Oh, man. Well, Nigeria Christianity is largely problem-based. Largely problem-based. We literally have nothing to talk to God about if there's no problem again. No need to pray. Because we don't understand that it's a fellowship. It's a relationship. God wants fellowship. If you can fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you will find different things manifesting in your life. Listen, you are too gifted to be broke. Are you getting what I'm saying? Nigeria is too small to hold you down. Let me show you some guys that shook their world because they understood the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. There's a guy called Daniel. Daniel chapter 5. So, I'll give you the gist before we read it. So, um, there's this king that was having a party. He now sent them to go and bring the gold from the temple that they took from the temple of God to do the party. And he went to bring it. And once he did that, God got angry and there was a writing on the wall. Mene, mene, teke, oprasin. So, he saw the writing on the wall. He didn't know the meaning, but he was troubled. He knew that this writing is not saying a good thing. So, he started calling people who can interpret what was written on the wall. They couldn't find who can interpret it. So finally, his wife recommended Daniel. So see where his wife talked to him from verse 11, NIV. He says, there is a man in your kingdom who has what? I can't hear you guys. Who has what? The spirit of the holy gods. That's the same spirit we have. He said, in the time of your father, he was found to have insight and intelligence and wisdom like that of the gods. You see, when you have the Holy Spirit, you have the wisdom of the Spirit of God. 
So your father, King Nebuchadnezzar, appointed him chief of all the magicians and all that. Next verse. It says, um, he did this because Daniel, whom the king called Belshazzar, was found to have what? A keen mind. Come on, say with me, a keen mind. I can't hear you. Say with me, a keen mind. A keen mind and knowledge and what? Understanding. And also the ability to what? When we say they're a bit of the dreams, as Africans, I know you're thinking of somebody sleep and see three mango and one rotten, then they call you, what does a dream mean? Sad. Africans embarrass me most times. That's the truth. I kid you not. Our thinking is too down. Interpreting dreams also covers things like people having an idea and they come to you and you're a consultant and you're able to break down the steps from their idea to their delivery. Are you here, somebody? That's what consultants do. That's what business analysts do. That's what business developers do. They interpret dreams. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you see Tapitin dream, don't think you are going to the village and open a shrine and people are coming with their dream. He said, explain riddles. Explain riddles. That's what, I'm also in teaching business. It's part of what we do. When we start explaining to husbands and wife why what is going on is going on, why this happens at the fifth year, why all that is happening, why how men think, how women think. I cancel all the time. One thing that always happens is that men never understand how women communicate. Women never understand how men communicate. Men and women are different. They communicate different. So when I explain those riddles, it helps couples. Are you here, somebody? Constantly, the woman will say, eh, eh, I don't feel like you love me. You don't support my family. Then the man will start. How do you say I don't support the family? Last two years, did I not buy jam form for your sister? Yes or no? Please, don't cry. Just answer. Yes or no? So I, I help them with the riddle. I help the man to understand. First of all, women never talk based on facts. This is why men and women argument never go anywhere because the man is arguing based on facts. The woman is arguing based on feelings. Women never argue based on facts. When, when a woman is saying, you don't support my family, what she means is that I don't feel your support. But the man goes into facts mode and starts counting all the times he has supported. I say, no. She's simply saying, I don't feel supported. And all you need to do to make her feel supported is to make her feel supported. It's a feeling. Are you here, somebody? But most men will go into facts. How do you say I don't love you in 1982? Didn't I tell you I love you? Because the man thinks the one I said that time is still valid. I've not changed my mind. If I change my mind, I'll let you know. It doesn't work like that for women. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? <laughs> women talk based on feelings. It's what she's feeling now. And her feelings are valid. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So that, those, those are riddles. It's part of what I do in counseling. Just help each other, people to understand what their partner is actually saying. Okay. Well, well okay. Explain riddles and solve what? Difficult. See, you can't have these things operating in your life and still be broke. This is what people are paying billions for every day. If you can solve difficult problems, you'll be rich. You'll be rich. See, people that have difficult problems pay very big money. Difficult problems are not problems you have and be sleeping, sleeping well at night. People that have difficult problems are ready to pay premium. It's people that have small problems problem that are negotiating long negotiation. Somebody that is, is house is on fire is not talking. Any amount you call is fine. Are you here, somebody? especially if they really know that you can solve it. So, you see how the Spirit of God operates. You see why many people are broke? 
Because all, what they want is the fire of the Holy Ghost, not the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. As Africans, you know, we are problem-minded. So all we know about the Holy Spirit is fire of the Holy Ghost. If I count how many times fire of the Holy Ghost is called, I, I, I know there's no, there's, there's no way in the Bible they say we should use fire of the Holy Ghost in any shape or form. Hope you know that. It's not a biblical thing. It's an African problem. It's not biblical. There's no way they say fire of the Holy Ghost. Shout Holy Ghost fire seven times. Africa. I'm happy my children have passports because I'm, I'm very embarrassed by Africa. I kid you not. Our Christianity is embarrassing. Shout Holy Ghost fire seven times. Which scripture is that? When did Jesus ever call Holy Ghost fire? When did Apostle Paul call Holy Ghost fire? Shout it seven times. Holy Ghost fire. 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 Africa. Africa. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit will do you more good than the fire of the Holy Ghost. Are you here, somebody? There's no such scripture that Holy Ghost fire. There's no such scripture in the Bible. Let's continue. Where are we? He said, um, call for Daniel. He will tell you what the writing means. Next verse. So Daniel was brought to the king and all that, all that. Now go to verse 14. The guy, the king now said, I have what? Come on. Say those three words. I have. When you have the Holy Spirit, you have supernatural advertisement. People will hear of you. Are you here, somebody? I say people will hear of you. If you start operating the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, which brings you the gift and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, people will hear that there's one tailor that can fix this. There's one mechanic that can fix this. Your name will precede you. Are you getting what I'm saying? I have heard. I have heard. Ay, 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 ay. I pray for every business person, every career person. They will use that same phrase for your name and product in the name of Jesus. Some of you, you are receiving a call this week. And they will say, I have heard about you in the name of Jesus. When you solve difficult problems, when you explain riddles, you will see a genius. You will see that genius expressed in you. Every child of God is a genius. He said, I have heard. I have heard. I have heard. Are you here, somebody? Glory to God. I say, glory to God. I'm praying for supernatural advertisement for you. So I have heard. I have heard. I have heard. You can't be ordinary in your field. You have the Holy Spirit, and your, pro- your company has problem. The company you work in or the company you own, and you can't crack it. You have genius in you. See what they said. He said, I have heard that the spirit of the gods is in you, and that you have what? Come on, say it loud. You have what? Insight. You, next one, you have what? Intelligence. Third one, you have what? Outstanding wisdom. Not just normal wisdom. But what? Outstanding. These are the things they will say about you. I say in the coming years, these are the things they will say about you. That we have heard. That you have insight. Hey, see, eh, you, there's, a reason, there's a reason I'm, I'm stuck on this part of it and I'm trying to emphasize it to your spirit. I want your spirit to respond to what I'm saying. Sometimes, the pastor, I'm not preaching to your mind. Your mind is African. Your mind is still like Holy Ghost fire. So I'm not talking to your mind. Sometimes I'm talking to your spirit. 
Because some things I'm saying is your spirit that needs to catch it. Your mind is the problem now. Mind that I use. Your mind doesn't understand what we are saying. It's African. Talking to your spirit. Your spirit is not African. Your spirit is from God. Are you here, somebody? And once you yield to the Holy Spirit, you will start functioning beyond just this normal realm of suffering and, and struggle to struggle and you know, breakthrough to break. That's not, where, that's not it. You are a genius. See what they said about Daniel. Say, I have heard. I have heard. I told you guys, you know, you know I, and I'm saying this because I've experienced the beauty. I've experienced the, the fame. I've experienced the blessing that comes when you start operating this wisdom. When you start operating this genius. You'll be so good at what you do. You'll be so favored at what you do. I said it last time that one of the clients I had in our, had in our counseling this day said it was a white person, a white therapist abroad that recommended me that the person should come to me. That means that white therapists have heard that there's insight, there's intelligence, and there's uncommon wisdom. Are you here, somebody? People literally fly around Nigeria to come for counseling. When somebody enters plane from another state to come, you better have something to say. <laughs> you know how much ticket is now. And they fly plane and pay hotel to talk to you for one hour. So I know what it means to be operating this wisdom. So that's why I want to, I'm praying it and speaking it into your spirit. That in that company where you work, when they bring a new boss, he will say, I've heard. Because this was a new king. And they told him immediately, if you're going to succeed like your father... You need guys like this. So they will come to your desk and say, I've heard. They will come to your store and say, I've heard. They will come to your office complex and say, I've heard. When you are this good, you never look for jobs. Jobs look for you. When they gave us the doctorate, there was one guy that was there who was talking about management. He said that the kind of solutions he has, that he has not advertised, that he dare not advertise. No time. That the, the, the clientele already now is alarming. He can't, he dare not advertise. That all the top people in, in those big companies, he's always in talks with them because they all have the same issues of management. You'll be that good that you don't even need a store. Right in your house, you'll be rolling billions. I'm telling you, that genius is there. If you have your own personal Jesus called the Holy Ghost. You are a genius. That's what I'm saying. Don't be, don't be so African in your Christianity that you think everything, they're chasing you in the village, everything is fire, everything is shouting. It's a problem Christianity. Are you here, somebody? He said, I've heard of you that you have insight, you have intelligence, and you have outstanding wisdom. Ay, 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 ay. How can you be poor? How can you be broke? How can you be scared? I wish more Christians can pray for God to give them solutions to Nigeria's problems than their own personal problem. You see, what you pray for determines what heaven opens to you. If all your prayer is for your personal problems, that's all you will get. But the issue you need to realize is that your personal problems still has to live inside this national problem. So you say, oh Lord, oh Lord, give me a car. It's not a bad prayer point. If you get a car, is it in the same Lagos traffic? You will drive the car. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. 
at the time that Lekki was the prime place to live. The traffic generating there now. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. So if your prayer is, oh God, give me a house in Lekki, uh, uh, you will meet a different challenge. Because you will meet traffic, you will meet other challenges. Are you here, somebody? So if, if all your prayer is personal, personal, it's, it's myopic. It's too small-minded. Because you want, to live, you want to still live in this Nigeria with that problem. So we need more people that their prayer requests. And so God, show me how I can solve problems for my community. How I can solve problems for the country. Are you here, somebody? How, Lord, use me to solve problems for many people. So once your prayer point changes like that, see, eh, your own issues will never be an issue again. Because by default, it will be solved. Are you here, somebody? See, you have, I have heard that you have insight, intelligence, and what? Standing wisdom. Let's see somebody again that the Spirit of God was in and how they brought out genius. Genesis chapter 41. There's a guy called Joseph. You know, Joseph had, um, Pharaoh had a dream, and Joseph interpreted the dream. Said there are seven years of plenty, seven years of poverty. In the seven years of plenty, we will save 20%. You see, how was he doing this thing? It's that spirit of genius, the spirit of God inside him. Once that spirit is inside you, you have ideas, you have creativity. How can you be stuck when you have God? Can you be stuck? How can you be stranded? Ask him. You've never asked him. He's your personal Jesus. He's there. You have an expert with you all the time. So, after Joseph interpreted the dream, he said, look for somebody that can run this thing I just said for you. He gave them the freedom to choose. And the Pharaoh had sense. Thank God for Pharaohs that have sense. See what the Pharaoh said. Pharaoh said unto his servants, can we find such a one as this? A man in whom what? The Spirit of God is. He said, can we find another person that has the Spirit of God like this? He said, by default, the only person we can employ for this job is Joseph. See, Joseph had no competitors. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I'm praying for you. The realm you will enter, you will have no competitors. You will be in a class of your own. Some of you don't understand what I'm saying, you know. But I'm speaking to your spirits. Because some of you, your mind can't comprehend it, but I'm speaking to your spirit. That in your field and industry, you will have no competitors. You'll be in a class of your own. You will stand out. This job, no, no other person can apply for it. They say, can we find another person that has the spirit of God that can solve this kind of thing? Say, so it's only Joseph. If you look at that time where we spoke about Daniel, do you know all the things they rewarded Daniel with? Do you know what they said? They said, anybody that can interpret that thing that Daniel was going to do, that they will give him a gold necklace, that they will give him uh, uh, money and all that, and they will make him the third highest person in the land. Who is the third person in Nigeria? After president and vice president, who is that? They said it will make him automatically senior president. See, and that's what I'm saying that money can be an issue. All these things can be an issue when you're operating this wisdom. Say, we'll make him, we'll, we'll see, the king summoned the king and I said, uh, whoever reads this writing and tells me what it means will be clothed in what? Purple. And have what? A gold chain placed around his neck, and he will be made what? Do you know all the perks that come with being the third highest person? You will have entourage. You will live in a very good house. Somebody get what I'm saying? 
You fly the presidential jets. Glory to God. Somebody here, you are in your season of reward in the name of Jesus. People will start valuing the gift you carry. Ah. It's not everybody struggling. Hello? First Samuel 16, on that guy that had the Spirit of God. You see, all the people that had the Spirit of God working in them, they were all geniuses. So why, how can you, a born-again Christian, say you have the Holy Spirit and not be a genius in your field? He says, so Samuel took the horn of oil and poured it, anointed in, uh, David in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, what happened? The Spirit of the Lord did what? Came powerfully. From that day. He said it came powerfully. I like that word. He didn't just say Spirit of God came up, but he said it came what? Powerfully. This is why David could use slingshot to kill Goliath. That makes no natural sense. Are you here, somebody? Even Goliath was telling David, am I a dog that you are bringing Cain for me? Is this how you come for war? Because those days, if you are coming for war, you have to be prepared. You have to have armor so that the, the knives and everything will easily cut you. And when David even got there, even Saul, the king, wanted to give David his own armor. David said, I'm not used in there. I'm not, this is not what I use. Unusual wisdom. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? You are going to your industry to shake it in the name of Jesus. With uncommon wisdom. Things that nobody has thought about. You will introduce it in the name of Jesus. If you are in a field where ungodliness is thriving, this is why you need to stand out. Don't go and join them. You know they say if you can't beat them, join them. It's for losers. Sometimes you don't need to join them. You need to teach them. You need to show them. That is a better way to do it. Are you here, somebody? And it happens by the wisdom of God. There are results you will get. There are results you will get. People that are ungodly will have no choice. But to still come and ask you, how are you doing it? There are results you will get. And that's why it pains me that African Christians don't understand. I'm not the pastor of the world. I'm just the pastor of this church. You too, you're a pastor. You too, you're a minister. I wish we can understand it. Because if, if somebody in fashion thinks that her competition is other fashion people, then she has missed it. You are their minister. So there are some things God should do in and through your life that should make them come and meet you and say, how are you doing it? And you tell them, knee down. Say after me, Lord Jesus. Are you here, somebody? So you don't have to copy them. You don't have to copy their style. This explains me. When, these are the things we're not teaching Christians. We're busy just begging God for what he has already given us. So they are sowing things that are the slit. The slit is reaching their pants. And you too want to copy it as your own way of breakthrough. You want to copy the wisdom of this world. You can't thrive with the wisdom of this world. You can't go as far as they can go. So they are sewing clothes that show all their boobs. And you too, fashion designer, a Christian. Because you think you're not a pastor. You think I'm the only one that is a pastor? It's the reason why we have millions of Christians but no impact. Because we count only our 1,000 pastors and we think that's the Christians we have. What of the billions and billions of people in those churches? Zero impact. Because they think they are not pastors. They are here to hustle. They are here to eat. You will bring a fashion style that will, be, that will be dignify a woman without exposing her body. And they will know you for it in the industry. 
Now, if you want that woman to sew your clothes, she's the best, though, but she doesn't sew naked clothes. Let that be your testimony. Mm. So anybody coming to you, we know that, oh, we don't sew that kind of clothes. And you are so good that the person will say, I really want you to sew it. Even say, yes, let me convert you into a reasonable dressing. You see, people don't understand these things. But you said you want to go and compete with them in their own style. If they are doing naked, they are reaching uh, pants, they are reaching uh, waist. As a Christian, you want to compete with them. You can't go how far, as far they go. Are you here, somebody? You can stand your ground. You can stand your ground and make an impact for God. Is somebody getting me? Say, we don't do that. We don't do like that. But instead, what I see most Christians do is compromise. Want to compromise as much as the unbelievers compromising? They are not your competition. You'll be in a class of your own. In the name of Jesus. So, fellowship. Next Sunday, we're going to talk about how do I actually cultivate this fellowship with the Holy Ghost. It's called koinonia. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. And if you open to me, I will come and sit down and sup with you. Are you here, somebody? The whole Bible, the whole story from Genesis to Revelation. Look at it. It's about relationship. He said, behold, I stand at the door, and I do what? I knock. If any man do what? Hear my voice, and do what? Open the door. I will come into him, and we what? Sup with him, and he, you know how we say sop? What's in the sop? Jesus, the sop. Are you here, somebody? Jesus, the sop. He wants to have a personal interaction. And he knows everything about your life. He knows where you should be. Don't just carry your bag and go to Canada. It doesn't work like that. I know Canada is good, but... What if there is a better plan for your life? What if? Just what if? He knows what's best for you. And like I said, we'll talk about this next week. You really can't have fellowship with the Holy Spirit if you want to lead him. He has to lead you. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you want to lead him, you will never maximize your life. He has to lead you. This means one of you must be willing to submit to the other. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Would you like to talk to the Holy Spirit this morning? Can we rise to our feet and just take one minute and express your submission to the Holy Spirit today? Holy Spirit, we want to submit with you. Want to, want to be guided and led by you. We told them in the first service that Ben Hinn wrote one book titled Good Morning Holy Spirit. It changed our life as believers those days. Because before then, we all thought the Holy Ghost was fire, it was water, it was thunder, it was lightning. And Ben Hinn taught us from Scripture that the Holy Ghost is a person. We'll look at this next week. The Holy Ghost is a person and is an expert in every field. It's not a thing. Stop saying something told me. Start saying someone told me. He's a person. The person of the Holy Spirit. 
Go ahead and just talk to the Holy Spirit this morning. Say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you. I acknowledge you in my life. I want to fellowship with you, Holy Spirit. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your views. I want to hear your opinions. We welcome you, Almighty God. We welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you, Almighty God. We welcome you. Come up your way.
Spirit. We welcome you this morning. We want to have sweet fellowship with you. We ask for sensitivity of heart this morning. So I will be sensitive to what your spirit is saying. We pray against every distraction, every interference, anything standing or hindering our fellowship with you. We ask that your genius in us be expressed. The world is waiting for what you have put inside us. We will operate with insights. We will operate with spiritual intelligence. We will operate with uncommon wisdom. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Everyone here will go and shine in their world. We will go and shine in our industries. In that office, they will say, I've heard about you. Your results will be unusual. You will explain riddles. You will solve difficult problems. You will interpret dreams in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And I want to pray for the person here today. All heads will be bowed for one minute. I want to pray for the person here today that is not born again. If you are here under the sound of my voice and you have not given your life to Christ, these things we are talking about cannot benefit you. You must first be born again before you can have interaction with the Holy Spirit. If you are here and you want to be honest enough and say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. All heads about, please raise up your hand wherever you are. You want to give your life to Jesus today. Please raise your hand wherever you are. Anybody here, you want to be honest enough, say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Yes. Any other person? Any other person? Any other person? want to give your life to Jesus. God bless you. Raise the hand above your head. Raise the hand above you. You know you are not born again. You can't have this fellowship that we're talking about. You can't have it. God bless you. Raise the hand. Yes, yes, yes. God bless you. Some of you, the Holy Spirit is talking to your heart. This is how you learn how to listen to him. He's saying, raise your hand. You know you're not born again. You know you're not at peace with God right now. If your hand is raised, please come. Please come. Let me pray with you. Come. Come to the front here. Just come. Just come to the front. Come, come. Thank you, Jesus. Come, any other person. Come, come quickly. If you're coming, you have to come quickly. You have to come quickly. Put your hand on your chest. Put your hand on your chest. Say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sin. Wash me with your blood. I receive the grace to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for I am born again in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Welcome to God's family. Please follow this lady. Follow this lady. Just follow her. Just follow her. Come on, church. I thought you would clap more than that. Hallelujah.